Welcome to another edition of Pastor's Podcast. It's a wonderful day to be alive, serving the Lord, and uh, it's been good to be uh, allowed to, amen? It's encouraging. Just think every one of us, God has allowed us the opportunity to serve Him, and so get in there and do what you're allowed to do, amen? It's, it's always fun. Now, uh, today I want to, as we started last week with a crazy news story, I was goofing off and looking for, uh, you know, picking up, reading some news articles and and this one came to my uh, came over on my phone, and I was like, "Wow, this is special." And when you hear it, you're going to be like, "No way," you know. But let me set the stage a little bit. You ever been to a national park? And at national parks, you go, and they'll say stuff like, "You have signs up, do not feed the bears." Okay, that's probably a good idea. Underneath that one, it will say, "Do not pet the bears." I get that, you know, that makes more sense because there's somebody out there who's probably hugging a tree or two that'd be like, oh, they're nice, they're fluffy, I have a teddy bear at home, it won't hurt me. Um, but then, uh, you know, they might say, you know, uh, don't leave food unattended or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's National Park usually has those signs up when you first go in. Let me tell you one they've added. Okay, now this one is, is special. Um, there is a... He just let's let me read the actual article, and uh, I think this will be funny. It says it says this: the National Park Service has added a has added tongue contact with the Soroan Desert Toad among its various warnings for park visitors. Yes, you heard it right. Do not put your tongue on a frog. And, uh, and this it says, as we say, with most things you come across in national parks, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dark, dead of night, please refrain from licking. What a day in which we live, that people are running around national parks licking frogs. This is special. Uh, you say, well, why would they do that? Well, of course, wouldn't you know, there's a hallucinogen type of feeling that these folks get. When they uh, the the toad secretes a toxin that causes uh, people to um, obviously hallucinate, and then with any type of hallucinogen, it uh, you not only will you hallucinate, but you can definitely over uh, you can overdose on the hallucinogen. So let's put this in perspective. You can overdose on licking frogs now. What a day in which we live. I'm telling you, people today are crazy. Um, but at the same time, people today do also need the Lord, and uh, and we need to try to help them get there. Amen? Uh, and it's just one of those things that you just kind of sit back and like, wow, uh, that's special. And the truth is, is, is there are always something out there that people get themselves into that you just don't understand. And this is definitely one of those, licking the frogs. So just so you know. If you go to Gatlinburg, uh, they highly do. They highly discourage you from licking the uh, the frogs that live in that area, um, and so don't make so make sure you don't do that. That will be one of those things that could come back as a felony and a federal offense because this federal property. So understand? Could you imagine? Um, uh, could you imagine that type of idea? Um, that's kind of crazy. So think about the day in which we live. It is a special, special day. So today we're going to talk about something that I believe is very, very important in our church. But really, it's more important uh, in our own personal life. And um, 
the problem a lot of times is is we again are super busy as people um we just are uh, and i'm gonna be honest with you i don't be offended by this you are too busy your life is too busy my life is too busy um this is the reason why we are so stressed as people reason why we're so tired and we don't give enough time for one of the most important things, the most important reasons we are alive. Uh, matter of fact, the uh, the second most important reason, I believe the first most important reason is, is to love God, worship, and serving, um, you know, relationship with the Lord. But our second reason um, is to win the loss to Christ. The Bible says in Proverbs 11.30, The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. We, as Christians, have kind of gotten so busy that we think that posting memes on the internet and or posting, um, you know, Bible, just Bible verses randomly and stuff like that, that is a good, we're being a good light to this generation. And I believe, by the way, I believe that's good to do. Um, I believe it's good to have those type of things out there, content where you're sending out Bible verses, and I think that's great. But it is no, um, it is no, it, it cannot replace personal soul winning. And I think churches have, have hinged so much on church soul winning that they have lost the individual responsibility of personal soul winning. It is our personal responsibility to, re to reach our family, our friends, our community. Our county, our state, our country, and the world. It is our personal responsibility. We know what the Bible says about that. And Matthew twenty-eight, go you know the or Matthew twenty-eight, um, uh, go you therefore teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teach them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. We know what the Bible says. Uh, we know what the Bible says in Mark sixteen fifteen. Go you know the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We know that. Then the question is: is and this is a question you got to ask yourself today. Like, don't take me out of the equation. Why am I not doing that? Why am I not reaching people? Why haven't I led someone to Christ? Now, there's going to be tons of reasons why people come up with reasons why they can't. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I will mess it up. I'll make things. I'll do the wrong thing. I'll say the wrong thing. I'll look the wrong way. I act the wrong way. I don't have the time. Whatever the case may be, but I'm going to tell you something. When we get to heaven and we're standing before the judgment of God, our excuses are going to be pretty petty. Um, even somebody that could not speak or could not hear could hand out gospel tracts. And I'm just saying that we as Christians really need to understand that it is our responsibility to win the lost. Now, Matthew chapter 5 has a lot to say about this, I believe, in a roundabout way. Um, the Bible says in verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, where shall it be salted? In other words, if salt doesn't have taste, it doesn't do anything, what good is it? Now, I'm going to ask you something. Our walk with God sometimes is tasteless salt when it comes to reaching people. The Bible says, verse 14, But ye are the light of the world, that a city that set up on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. 
When's the last time you gave light to somebody to lead them? Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, anybody who's a Christian, the Lord Jesus is their Heavenly Father. God, the Father, is, is their Heavenly Father. And the Bible says that we should be a light so that they may see our good works, what we do, how we things we're doing about things, what we're doing around them, that it will glorify our Father, your Father, which is in heaven. Now, my point is, is not an aggressive point. It's just we have to understand that just because we have our... Um, our, our ideas, our own philosophies, or we have our own insecurities, that it's okay. But I'm going to tell you, our insecurities or our ideas are going to hinder the work that God has called us to do. And you will never be the Christian that God wants you to be until you realize that God has a purpose for you. And the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. In other words, he that winneth souls is not wise. He that winneth not souls is not wise. Now, that's not what the Bible says there, but that is the principle of if you are someone who wins souls, you are wise, then that means somebody who doesn't win souls is not wise. And so I think we as Christians need to really stop and think about this today. Why haven't I reached someone this year? Why haven't I led someone to the Lord? Now, there's a lot of reasons some people you might be sick and you're at home, but still, you know, it is an opportunity for us to still reach people. We have opportunity. We still have people come to our door. We still have, you know, doctor's visits. We still have, you know, conversations with people. We still see our family. Many of you went to Thanksgiving, you know, just like I, you know, I did, you know, but we have to be focused on reaching the lost and God has a plan for us. And I hope that we stop today. And just think about it. When's the last time I led someone to Christ? Why has it been so long? Why am I not more active in this? And you'll find that majority of the reasons, the true reasons, not the made-up reasons, can be changed. They can be changed. We can do better. We can do something different. We love you. We're praying for you. Hope you'll be at church tonight. We'll see you.